This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hegestilianos. As a teaching pastor for almost 30 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. God wants to bless you beyond your wildest expectations. Last week, Pastor Ray taught us about financial blessings and specifically about the vital role the tithe plays in the blessing of our finances. Here, encouraged by the powerful truth that it was never the mind of God that his children should lack anything, we know we have the right to live life to its fullest, even beyond finances, expecting prosperity in all things, spiritually, socially, and emotionally too. In this week's message, Beyond the Tithe, Pastor explores these other blessings, shares Abraham's powerful encounter with Melchizedek, and enlightens us of the truth that being poor and lacking has nothing whatsoever to do with being humble or righteous. Now, knowing that God may have someone else in mind when he blesses you, and after hearing Pastor's nine practical reasons why God wants to bless you, you may have to simply ask yourself, what possible reason can I have for not receiving my blessing? God wants us to prosper not only financially, but he wants us to prosper in every aspect of our lives. In other words, God's plan, are you ready for this? God's plan is that with each passing day, our lives are becoming fuller, richer, more beneficial, Our lives are being increased day by day. In other words, your experience with the living God ought to be one where you are growing every day of your life in every aspect of your life. You're coming farther away from who you used to be and what you used to do and where you used to be. And you're coming into a fuller, greater, more abundant place. That's what prosperity is. What good would it be if it just was relegated to dollars, to money? Money does not make you prosperous. I know a lot of people have money, but yet they are a wretch. But it does include money because without money, life can't really be enjoyed to the fullest. We need money in, in order to pay bills. We need money in order to do the things we want to do. Now, I'm not, I don't have children. You know that. I'm not married. I don't have children. But I talk to a lot of you folks out there that have children. Children are expensive. <laughs> Those little rugrats cost a lot of money. And as they get older, they eat everything that's not tied down. I'm watching it with my own little nephews. They come to my house. I buy this cheese that they love. It's like the most expensive. It's like $20 for a block of cheese. This is the only cheese they like. So when they come, I treat them to the cheese. Well, you know, I don't only buy it for them. I buy it for everybody. But you would think that I just bought this cheese for them. And they just go at it with a knife. And they don't eat little pieces of cheese. They eat hunks. Right, just hunks of cheese, like four gulps and my $20 block of cheese is gone. It's like, guys, we're having company today. This was for everybody, not just for you. So now I have to buy two blocks of cheese, one for them. That costs money. 
money, you know, kids are expensive. Houses are expensive. Cars are expensive. Do you think that God would leave you in this world to kind of try to figure this out all on your own? God has a plan. God has his word. God has a purpose. And it doesn't matter where you are in life. It doesn't matter what economic level you're, you're at right now. God can take you and bring you into the depths and the realms of prosperity like you have never experienced before in your life. It takes a little understanding. It takes a little knowledge from the Word of God. And it takes a little faith coupled with the understanding and the knowledge that you have received from the Word of God to begin to access and to enter in to the realms of prosperity that God would have for you. Many, many years ago when I first started in my pursuit of God and pursuit of the Word of God, I was poor, broke, insufficient. My checkbook stayed in red. It was so red, it was like crimson red. And I never came out of red. And I just got sick and tired of being broken poor. But when I first heard this message and it was presented to me much the same way that I'm presenting it to you today, I, I just, it just, it got my attention. I said, enough is enough. I'm, that's it. I am done with being broken poor. There are some, there, there's one church in particular, their ministers, their, their priests take a vow of poverty when they enter the ministry. Well, I took a vow of prosperity. I said, I will never be broke again. I had to come to the understanding that God intended for me to prosper. Not just in money, but in all things. Now, if you notice this verse, he says, I pray above all, brethren, or I pray, I keep repeating the King James, but the New King James, beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health. God wants you in health. Health is your God-given right. And anything less than health, you ought to stand against it. You ought to quote this, say, you said, your word declares that I should be prosperous and I should be healthy. And I declare health over my life and prosperity over my life and my family's life. And I'm going to live and I'm not going to die and I'm going to serve the Lord. I'm going to, come on, I'm going to live long. I'm going to live strong. And I'm going to, I'm going to do the works of the Lord, no matter how my body feels, no matter what the tests say, no matter what the doctor says, this is what God says. And this is what I'm going to have. God wants you healthy. God wants you wealthy. Doesn't want you in lack and insufficiency. That is a device that has been created by the devil to put God's people in bondage so that you're held back from accomplishing and doing all the good things that God has for you to accomplish and to do in this. It's, it's to cheat you out of life. And I refuse to be cheated out of life. How about you? I refuse to be denied my time in this life. I'm going to enjoy it and take it and have everything that God has intended for me. How about you? Come on, somebody give the Lord a hand clap, a shout, an amen. So, I, beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health. Now, we talked about this last week. As your soul prospers. Got to do the review because a lot of you weren't here as your soul prospers. Your levels of outward prosperity are directly tied to your inward prosperity. You're not going to prosper outwardly if you're not prospering inwardly. This is why your soul has to grow. And when we talk about your soul, we talk about your spirit, man. You see? And actually, the soul here refers to your, your mind, your will, your emotions. 
And it, and it kind of, the word soul interchange, it interchanges with the word spirit. They're very closely related. So much so that they're hard to divide. So you have to grow spiritually. You have to grow emotionally. You have to grow internally in order to see the outward results of prosperity in your life. And really, when you bring it all boiling down, really the number one thing that God wants to do, the very first step of prosperity is internal prosperity. He wants you to prosper in your soul. And as a result of hungering after God and seeking after God and seeking after the word and living a life of prayer and fellowship with God and living a life of being in the word and letting that word change you. As you live a life like that, it's going to start to show itself on the outside. What's that verse in Matthew says? Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these things. What are all these things? Things for life, things for, you know, paying our bills and things for, you know, food things and clothing things and car things and toaster things and TV things. All these things shall be added unto you. Something has to change on the inside. We need to have a hunger and a passion and a desire for God. He says, I pray, brethren, that you prosper in all things and be in health, even just like your soul is prospering. So my soul's got to go first. That's why your number one, if you want to prosper, I mean, maybe some of you don't care about prospering. I do. I want to continue to prosper in my life. But if you really have any desire to prosper in your life, don't set your sights on trying to prosper financially. Set your sights on trying to prosper spiritually. Renewing your mind by the word of God. Because, you know, a lot of what we're teaching here today, we're, we're, I'm trying to break through some really big strongholds. Because a lot of you, a lot of you here today, you know, you still think that, that, that prosperity is a bad word. You think that teaching prosperity in the church, oh, the pastor only, the, the minister only, the pastor's only got, the minister, man of God's only got one thing, they're trying to get money from us. Did I say anything about money? Did we take an extra collection today? Let me tell you, when you step in this church, nobody puts a gun to your head to give anything. And I want to say this right from the onset, because we are going to talk about giving and talk about those. If you don't find it in your heart to give, please don't give it. Put it back in your pocket and take it out. Not going to offend me, not going to offend anybody. You just come and, until you get the revelation, until you come to the knowledge of and the understanding that, that this is God's word and this would God and that there's a blessing. Until you get that, you just put it back in your pocket and take it home with you. Go do something else with it. Nobody forces anybody in this church to give. That's not what we're about. But I am about teaching the word of God. And I can't ignore subjects that the Holy Spirit, I believe, really wants covered because there are people who are suffering and struggling in their life and maybe because they just don't have the knowledge or maybe they need to be reminded or maybe they need to be encouraged or maybe they need to be pushed. But whatever it is, we got to go back over it because poverty, lack, insufficiency in every sense of the word is not God's plan for your life. Prosperity is God's idea. I think about this. Think about heaven. Think about the glories and the splendors of heaven. The Bible teaches us, the book of Revelation teaches us that in heaven the streets are gold. Now let me, let me correct this because sometimes people say, 
you know, you've heard people say, the streets are paved with gold. No, they're not paved with gold. They're, they are gold. And it says that the gold is so awesome that you can see through it. That's how pure it is. How many of you agree with me? That's some pretty rich gold. It says that the, the foundations of the buildings are encrusted with precious stones. What's a precious stone? Not semi-precious, precious. Diamonds, rubies, sapphires. I know, is that a precious stone? Sapphire? Yeah, I don't know. The women have all the, all the stones. Those, those buildings with the precious stones, those are all the women's places. I don't know what we get, but the women get that. But listen, heaven, precious stones. It talks about the gate of heaven being one solid pearl, not a bunch of pearls, one solid pearl. Now, I don't know because I, I, haven't, I haven't bought any pearls lately, but I understand a string of real pearls is real big money. I mean, there's fake ones and real ones. And I think my sister told me one time, the way you tell the real ones, you put them in your mouth, and if they scratchy, you know you got real ones. If they slip and slide, throw them out. <laughs> one solid pearl. Now, now, let me just ask you this question. If that kind of wealth is in heaven, and God has no problem with it, why would he have a problem with prosperity and wealth in this world? One of the things we're going to learn about money that's so important is that money in and of itself is neutral. It's not good. It's not bad. What makes money good or bad is the person who has it. So don't snicker at prosperity. Say, you know, some people have an attitude towards rich people and everybody's like resenting rich people. The only reason why you resent rich people is because you're not rich. I mean, let's be truthful about it. You you, you resent them because you don't have it. If you had it, it'd be a different story. So, you know, you'd be thinking a lot differently. But don't be, don't be angry. Because, yeah, I'll agree with you. There's some wealthy people that are obnoxious and they, money has become their God. But money in and of itself is neutral. When money hits a, a godly person's hands, his intent and his purpose with that money is, is totally different than someone that's just going to hoard it and... And, and keep it for himself and be stingy and cheap and tight and doesn't give anything to the kingdom of God for, for sure. There's a whole different, different meaning. Money in itself has no power. It, has no, it can do a lot of things. You need money, right? You need money in, in, to, to pay bills and, and to do these things. So, but God intends for you to have a rich and a full life. So he says, I pray that you would prosper in all things and be in health even, even as your soul is going along. So we have to put our focus on becoming obedient to the Word of God. We've got to put our focus on hunting and, and seeking after God Himself. Put our focus on spiritual things. And as we do that, we start to prosper spiritually, emotionally. Then you're going to begin to see yourself begin to prosper uh, financially as well. That's, I believe, what this verse is talking about. It says, he wants us in health. He wants us to prosper. But your soul has to prosper first. Can I get a better amen than that? All right. So, let's answer these question, this question and let's, let's look at it. Let's go over to uh, John chapter 10. I think I told you to go to John chapter 10, right? Why would God want us to prosper? Why does God want 
a Christian to prosper? What, what would be the reason? Well, the very first answer to it, why would God want you to prosper? Are you ready? Very simple. You ready for this? Some of you don't know this, but you, you got to find this out. The one, number one reason why God wants you to prosper. You ready? Because he promised it. Can you get that through your thick religious thinking? That God promised prosperity to you and to me. Uh, I, you know, I, we don't have to open to this, but um, I'll just give it to you. In um, Proverbs 13, 21, says it this way. It says, misfortune pursues the sinner, but prosperity is the reward of the righteous. NIV version. Prosperity is the reward of the righteous. So God wants to reward you for your pursuit of him, your your giving of your life over to him, seeking after him, modeling your life after him. It says prosperity is the reward of the righteous. God wants to bless you just because you're passionate for him. And when you get passionate for God and when you live for God first and foremost... And you stop living in that corrupted wisdom of the world that you're still trying to live by. Because that's the problem for a lot of folks. A lot of you that are sitting here and listening to me right now, I'm going to tell you one of the biggest problems in your life is you're still operating by the corrupted wisdom of the world, thinking that you're going to get spiritual results out of it and it doesn't work. You've got to trash the wisdom of the world and pick up the wisdom of God and begin to operate in godly wisdom. That's what's going to bring true prosperity And spiritual rewards into your life when you seek to live the way God wants you to live and to act and to respond the way that God wants you to act and respond. That's spiritual prosperity and that's the kind of prosperity that will show itself on the outside with natural prosperity as well. Can I get a better amen than that? So the number one reason, number one we're talking about today is that he promised it. So let's look at John's gospel. Some of you are very familiar with this verse, but let's just go over it real quick. And this is New, this is New King James Version. Jesus identified, this is Jesus speaking. He says, the thief does not come except to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Well, right there he identifies the, the devil's ministry. That's what the enemy comes to do. The enemy, you see, you see the trouble that you're having in your life, that's not God doing it. That's not, that's not the hand of God. That's not the work of God. The thief comes not except to st- steal, to kill, and to destroy. And Jesus talks about himself now and he says, I've come. That's, that's what the devil's here for. But I've come that they may have life. Everybody say life. life. And that they may have it, life, more abundantly. God wants you to have a more abundant life. Well, let me just give you, let me throw this out. How do you live an abundant life if you can't pay your bills? That's not abundant living. If you're broke and poor and insufficient, that's not, that's not living the abundant life. Let's put that, that verse up, Sandy, in, in the um, Amplified Bible. And is this the Amplified? Yes. This is what it says. The thief comes only in order to steal and to kill and destroy. And notice what Jesus says. I came that they may have and enjoy life. What? God wants you to enjoy life? Well, how many of you agree with me that it's a whole lot easier to enjoy life when you have money? When you can go on the vacation you want to go on. You can buy the living room furniture that you want to buy. And then, you know, all the men can go and buy the toys they want to buy because mom is happy because she got the living room furniture. You can go buy the golf clubs. 
the bowling ball, the fishing pole, whatever it is that you do. Well, he says, I want, I come, the, the, the enemy comes to steal, to kill you, to destroy, to take away from you, to keep you poor, broken, insufficient. But it said, I come that you might have life. And not only that you may have life, but you may enjoy life. And then he goes on to say, and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. <laughs> Man, how many of you would agree? That's, that's the kind of life that Jesus wants. Come on, we're kicking over some, we're kicking over some, uh, some cows here today. He says, I want you to have life. Keep that scripture up there. They need to see it. Don't take it down yet. <laughs> Enjoy it and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. Now, I've been, I've been poor. There have been times in my life, I think I've told you that, that story, couldn't pay my bills, poor, broke, insufficient. Couldn't and I'm going to tell you what, I wasn't enjoying life. Life was really a hassle. It was really more of a pain because I was working my fingers to the bones at a point in my life. I was working three jobs just to try to, and I'm single, just three jobs. I'm expensive. <laughs> working three jobs to try to pay my bills. Now, nah, I'm not really, but anyway, but trying to pay my bills. I wasn't enjoying life to the full. See, I didn't understand fully that God wanted me to prosper. And then, of course, I came from that background where, you know, you know pro, uh, prosperity was like, a, you, know, you, you know, it's not, not really holy. It's, it, it's more holy to be poor. No, when you're poor, you're poor. You're not holy. You're poor. <laughs> There's nothing holy about being poor. See, I'm just poor and humble. Well, let me tell you, I know, you know, I, I know a lot of poor people that aren't so humble has nothing to do with that. You, you know, you can be rich and humble, humble and you can be poor and not humble. It's nothing to do with it. But, but I was in that, in that place in my life where, where I wasn't enjoying life. So, so I've been poor and I've been rich. Rich is better. Prosperous is better. Success feels good. How many of you want success? You want to prosper. Well, that's what God has in store for you. But you've got to get him involved. You've got to get God involved in your life. You've got to get God involved in your situations. You must get God involved in your finances. It's never going to happen. It doesn't happen any other way. That's why I labor, and we're going to talk about teaching about the principles of tithing and in giving, because this is the way you get God involved in your finances and in your future prosperity. This is how it happens. It doesn't happen any other way. You can shout about prosperity. You can clap about prosperity. You can quote the prosperity verses. You can know them and sing them. You can dance around the church because you got the revelation of prosperity. But if you don't have the revelation of giving and tithing, you're never going to see the depths of, of, and, and the realms, the deep realms of prosperity the way God would intend for, for it to be because that's just the way God designed the system. Tune in tomorrow afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray. If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry. 
Just mail your request with your check to More Than Conquerors or MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Be sure to include the date of the message you're requesting. If ordering a complete Bible study series, a minimum love offering of $20 is appreciated. Identify the series and include the word series in your order. If you missed any of the hundreds of inspiring, life-changing Bible study messages of encouragement taught by Pastor Ray on this More Than Conquerors radio station, such as those on salvation, healing, miracles, faith, forgiveness, and many more, podcast downloads of all these programs are yours free of charge by simply going to PastorRayNY.com or WMCA.com and clicking on Podcasts. That's podcasts at either PastorRayNY.com ny.com or wmca.com thank you for listening to and supporting this ministry of god-centered lessons of integrity and victory from the word of god and being ever mindful that as life's challenges come god's word is truth and will always impact our lives in a positive way in making us more than conquerors